coming to get you, Barbara. The Fear Central Radio Show. Warning, our content may include spoilers and is intended for mature audiences. Hey, fellow horror fans, welcome to the Fear Central Radio Show. I am your host, Mike, and we've got quite a crew tonight, so we'll start over here. Heather. Tim. Monica. Katie. Paul. Joe. Two weeks now for Joe. Two weeks. Hey. Two weeks. He's becoming a regular. <laughs> Hi, my name is us. Joe. Hello, my name is Joe. <laughs> Hi, Joe. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm a fearaholic. Uh, this is the wrong meeting. I, I mean, You're a fearaholic. I'm a fearaholic. fearaholic. This fearaholic. is my second week. I'm yeah. scared. He's addicted to fear and alcohol. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quick, fast fingers. Fear of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a Alcophobia? thing. Alcophobia? Alcoholic. <laughs> Alcoholicophobia? No, that would be the love of alcohol. <laughs> that would be the opposite. Yeah, Love that's not a fear. Alcohol. <laughs> <Love>. <laughs> Here she goes. She's, oh. she's getting oh. it. Uh-huh. Here it comes. Uh-huh. Fear of alcohol. It's no being slow. Drum roll, it's please. Beef slow. No such thing. <laughs> she said it's beef slow. Yep, beef slope. Four oh four, not found. <laughs> right? Yeah. Forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> That's on your block list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some websites you go to that should probably be on the block list. Phobia. Uh, Heather's noted for going, oh, hey. I wonder what that is. And she'll look it up and go, oh, no, no, no. I didn't want to see that. No. <laughs> no. no. I was watching a movie and, and there was a, um, a, t- a name <laughs> on there. And I thought, what the hell is that? I need to look this up, thinking it was like a Mexican dating site. Oh, no. It was nope. not. <laughs> Mexican dating site. Yeah. Like Tinder or something like that, but that is definitely like not what it was. So what, what was it called? Uh, not Farmers not Only? Dysophobia. Dipsophobia. Dipsophobia. Fear of alcohol. Uh-huh. Dipsophobia. Mm-hmm. Something that I won't ever have. <laughs> dipsophobia? <laughs> nope. Maybe diphtheria, but not diphtheria. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. We are way off track here. Yes. Yeah, we are. Let's rain it in, people. Let's right. train it well, off track really, really fast. So if you right. couldn't tell, this is going to be a very serious podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. This, this is the week. Nice um, voice. And uh, the reason we weren't here last week is because everybody pretty much had the Black Plague. Yes. Yes. Mixed with Ebola and a little bit of you know swine Sinuses. flu. and. And sinuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you're in the wrong room, Joe. <laughs> 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 you should see his face. You're going to die now. I was off drinking somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just keep drinking. You, you won't get it. Alcohol, had alcohol just kill drinking, everything. Just, in just keep drinking. Yeah, you, drinking, you need drinking. to have a, an antibiotic shot or some steroids. Throw that in with the pickle shot. That taught me to drink. Pick, to, yeah. Pickle your liver. You know, you're good. Yeah, yeah, Pickling yeah, your liver. Yeah, probably fine. You had some shots earlier. Your insides are sterilized. It's all kit. We yeah, did, we, he's we about fer- to be fermented. We fermented our, fermented our, our, our vodka and pickle. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's great. Fermented potato Those pickle. Those shots count, Wonderful. Right? Those shots count. Yeah, they do. Yeah. 
So, uh, <laughs> probably, like probably shouldn't be taking those and taking prescription cough medicine, but no. you know, that'd <laughs> be interesting. It and that's good that no one did that, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, I'll go with that. Uh, Not I yet. No I didn't do that. So, <coughs> Fear Central would never endorse such behavior, officers. No. No. I do. <laughs> he is a guest That's of the private program endorsement. and not a <laughs> Fresh Social Radio does not take responsibility for any of the opinions posted on this Yeah <laughs> I endorse it while looking like M. Malcolm Do not unbutton your shirt <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh 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 Wow now That is terrifying yeah. <laughs> We'll talk fear right there do we need to start over? No. Uh, <laughs> we, we might need to like edit all that out. <laughs> we might lot. need to change topics. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. are in the fourth week and final show of Cults. Yes. Uh, I was actually approached by one of our frequent listeners. Mm-hmm. And uh, evidently, we failed to give the actual definition that we're using for Cults. The one that we're operating off of? Yes. So okay. I will uh, elucidate. What, what is yes. the proper definition of a cult? Uh, so the definition we are using, because there are eight definitions for it, but the one we are using is a religion or a sect uh, considered to be false, unorthodox, or extremist with members often living outside of conventional society under the direction of a charismatic leader. Joe? <laughs> Are you yes, now our leader? Yes, my son. <laughs> <laughs> Get the hell up. <laughs> I can see Joe with a 12 pack being. Um, One day. <laughs> right there. Right there. Um, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> okay. Ian Malcolm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's he's got the beer in his hand and going, Must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> <laughs> Must go faster. So and uh, there it goes. Uh, there it goes. Uh, it's gone. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, moving on. You're obsessed with a fat lady. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I see no fat lady. You're obsessed. With a fat lady. What do you what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> That lady speaking, yes. What do you want? Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not singing, so we can continue. So, <laughs> Would you like to hear Herman the Worm? <laughs> no. No. Never again. Never again, please. Uh, it, it, two it, apples. Yeah, two apples. <laughs> Went from a grape to two apples. That was... I'm guessing three water. I'm Herman the Worm, and I'm only this big. <laughs> Uh, so, Katie, we yes. are moving into the last two in Texas yes. that we will be talking about. Yes. Yep. And those would be? First is going to be Children of God or the Family International, which is really our closest to home. Okay. And possibly the scariest of okay. any that we've had. And the final one we're going to look at is the Fundamental Latter-day Saints. Okay. So, uh, and the Splinter Group specifically, because there are a couple groups that are technically Fundamental Latter-day Saints, we're going to specifically be looking at the Warren Jeffs sect. Which is named... Was the one... It, they, 
They're an acronym, aren't they? uh, They don't have an acronym. They have a ranch in Texas that is specifically called... Specifically called the Yearning for Zion Ranch. Right. And that is where they live. Right, but they Um, have like an acronym name, right? Um, No, their name doesn't. They just call themselves Fundamental. uh, I thought it was like... Their specific name... Hold on. It's... uh, Okay, so it's uh, the work of Jesus Christ is what they call themselves. Okay. Um, well, so that sounds pleasant. Yes. They can't, yeah. They can't possibly get up to any mischief right. with that. No. Oh, right. No. right. So that's the, that's what they they call themselves. Is the Okay. Yeah. I thought there was one that was like four letters or... No, well, FLDS, FLDS. is their... That, that's their anacronym of right. the fundamental Latter-day Saints. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. and that that's the branch from main Latter-day Saints... And there's many different branches from Fundamental Latter-day Saints. Okay. And they're a branch off of Fundamental Latter-day right. Saints. So which one are we starting with? We are going to start with the Children of God, which actually settled in Thurber, which is about 30 miles north of Stephenville, mm-hmm. where uh, we're, we're a little south of Stephenville. Yeah. But so about 40 miles south or north of us. Right. And, uh, and so our street s- addresses are. Right. No, 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 they no, have a, no. There's no, a really no. good museum in that area about the history of theirs, a rich history, yes. but they don't like to talk about this history. It's fantastic at Halloween. Ka- Katie's aware of that. They yes. don't like to talk about this history. Side note, are they doing the uh, uh, murder thingy. mystery thing this year? Uh, I don't, they talked, to, they had talked about it, but I'm not working there right now because of uh, health issues. Right. So uh, I, I, I'm not in on their planning, but they probably are already planning it if they are. I okay. had someone approach me and ask me if they were doing the same story they line will not as be they do, did last They will time. not do the same story. They had, they had talked about making it a recurring theme right. at Halloween because they had such a fantastic turnout. Yeah, there's right. quite but a few But they would do there. a different theme, right. like a different story every year. Right, Um, because there's plenty of things to go off of. Yeah, so so I believe that they were going to do it again. Yeah, Um, and uh, that museum is the that is the this is a really fun long name. It is the uh, hold on, it's the Industrial History Museum, uh, Texas Industrial History Museum, and uh, it's it's great. It's a great little. It's a small museum. It's a very small fee to get in. Great place. There's a little, your pl- little plug to go there. But they will not talk about this place. Um, but you can actually see the site where they had this cult right mm-hmm. next door. There is a restaurant called the uh, uh, called the New York Hill Restaurant. And before that was actually a restaurant, it was the ma- where the main building okay. of the cult was located. Yeah, I haven't it's been a to really that good restaurant, restaurant though. It is. We it's went to the smokestack, didn't we? Eaten yeah. There. yeah, smoke Next to the yellow house. The yellow house. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's the superintendent's. Uh, the, su- the big one's the superintendent's former house. So. Yeah, Tim yeah. and I had to go install appliances or oh, TV fine. or something. And we get there and we're like, which house? She goes, the yellow house. And there's four yellow it's houses the big right there. One. And they're all identical except yeah. for one's a little bit bigger than the other one. Yeah. So we're like, which yellow house? Yeah. So. Yeah. The okay. medium one. The medium one. <laughs> yes. The one in the, the Bodak middle. one. It's Bodak. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that's that's it. It's the the children uh, of children of God or the Family International. Okay. Um, they started as the children of God. They went through several name changes as it went over 
we're going to hit on the main one, like as they started as it, and then we'll just call them the children of God through the rest of the way through to, con- to prevent confusion. Okay. So um, we're going to talk about their leader before we get there because there's not a whole lot on him. So okay. he actually is, his name is uh, David Berg. David Berg. And he was born in, to pr- Christian evangelicals who were traveling at the mm-hmm. time. Basically, they just evangelized. They just went out and they told the story of Christ. Um, they had been, they were attached to various different branches for at many different times. Okay. Um, they ended up being Methodists and then eventually ended up being attached to the Christian church mm-hmm. um, uh, at various different times. So his family was steeped in religious conviction, which really kind of boiled over into his life. Um, and so he's, he really didn't develop a lot of close relationships growing up. And okay. it really made him super antisocial and uh, was not great with people. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds really weird for a cult leader. Yeah. Well, so he there was virtually nothing else known about him, specifically about him, except that he eventually married Karen Zerby. Who eventually succeeded him. Oh. All we know. Except for like the major things that happened with the church. So that's all we really know about him. And like, we don't know how old he was or anything like We that. don't know specifically because we don't know the specific year he died. Everything was so... Con- like he died on a private p- compound. And because his leadership was such a key point in the the leadership of the, 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 just the survival of the church, they didn't want to reveal that he was dead to anybody. They really oh, didn't. No, no, he's not dead. Well, he no, was supposed to be a prophet. Like, and like. What was his nickname? He, he, Moses. He. Yeah. Um, he also never really preached to his subjects. Because he didn't like people. Um, what? Because he didn't like people. Right. He didn't. Instead, he wrote comics. Yep. Okay. And letters. They call them the Mo Leather, leather Letters. Mo Letters? Mo, mo letters. letters. Need some Mo Letters. Mm-hmm. Just so that's, mo. that's how he communicated with uh, his people. Um, but the origin of the church really it started in Huntington Beach, California, in the middle of the counter cu- counterculture movement of the late 1960s. The right. official founding was in 1968. And... Uh, it was, he primarily focused on youth, and the organization was originally called Teens for Christ. Okay. Very simplistic. It sounds very innocuous. Pretty much anybody would be fine with that, to let their kids go join an extracurricular activity if it's Teens for Christ, right? Well, it's Teens right. for Christ. Right? That it, sounds like a legit organization. Right. <clears throat> but it wasn't. Um, it was, it's rather scary once you get into what they, what they believed. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually a former pastor of the Christian Missionary Alliance, and uh, he believed in estable, he believed in establishing colonies to um, protect the faithful and save as many of the lost as possible. So they were evangelists. The whole thing was to bring as many to God as possible because everybody was going to hell, and it was happening soon. So that was his whole thing. Um, so that's how it all worked. Um, it, was, it was very, they were led a, led a very uh, minimalistic lifestyle. And they're 
very put upon. Um, the main beliefs were that they believe that a person can be saved and spend an eternity in heaven if they repent of their sins and accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. Also, they believe that all people will eventually be saved and attain heaven. That so okay. that, sounds perfectly normal. So, like, well, a lot of people don't believe that, especially in the South. They really don't believe that. It, they believe you have one cho one chance to accept it during your lifetime, and then that's it. So that's, like, automatic. A lot of people are, are done. <laughs> but, um, so that's, that's another big chance. Like, that's a big strike for some people. Other <laughs> people not. Like, it's. So it sounds it pretty sound so, so it, it sounds like a slightly yeah. more accepting form. Right. It does. Okay. Great. Um they reject the idea that unsaved humans will be tortured forever forever in a lake of fire of death. Um uh, can I choose the lake of fire of no death? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's an option. Uh, but okay. <laughs> Um, spoken about in Revelation, they actually interpreted the book of Revelation completely differently than every other version of Christianity had ever interpreted How Revelation. So? Um, they just had their own symbolism. It's not really super important, like, it, because it didn't really shape a lot of stuff. Um, because it, it, it was just like the stories you tell kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, the, basically what I'm telling you is the main stuff that was came out of it. Um, but it's it's just gets, getting into the weeds once we get into there. They had like different interpretations of the beast and like the seals and how that all laid out and how it how it would go down and it was weird. Um, okay. Very different than I had ever experienced. But I came from a fundamental Baptist church, so right. it makes sense. Um, so they also are very very uh, anti-establishment. Um, they condemn the system the system is the worst thing you could ever talk about Damn the and man, they consider the it the i hate the system <laughs> they consider the system society all oh. of society anything that has structure is the is the system and it's weak and it's near collapse it's and the only way social. to save yourself from the collapse of the system is to be outside of it so that that's that's where we start, you know, diverging a little bit. Like that's, oh, that's a little different, yeah. Um, they also believe that Berg's writings, which mostly came to them in the form of comics, and uh, were overridden by the uh, that his writings overrode the Bible. Right. So anything he said tr trumped anything that was said before him. Okay. So this ended up being that. The end time was set for 1993. And so they well, had... I mean, a, we all remember that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he believed that they were... It, it was their ended. absolute mission that they needed to win people over to save them from destruction. Like, it was an imminent threat. And so they had to save people from the end of the world. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, well, I, I mean, that. It, in their scenario, it makes sense. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Um... But he also believed that all forms of sexual enjoyment are a gift from God oh, and yes. should be able to the, be available to the entire group without marital confines. Oh, oh. well. Yeah. Okay. This would eventually be extended to the minors in their group. Oh, no. No, no. Yes. No, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, <coughs> they, so they had, uh, in the wave of this, 
um, their open marriage, women were intensely subservient to men. Intensely. Intensely. They were their slaves. They were never allowed to deny a request made by a man. And this extended to sexual, the sexual period, like anything sexual. Mm-hmm. So Paul and I actually watched a documentary of a family that have seen it raised well. their seven daughters. Uh, they started with three and then they had like four more when yeah. they were yeah. So with the seven cult. daughters in the church and the mother had to entertain men throughout the day and the evening and she had to find excuses to try to not let her children see her bring men in. Right. It's at, at probably at this point you should say the inter- one of the more interesting things about this is we really haven't been just talking about locations. We've been talking about the fact that there was a satellite plate satellite site in Thurber, but that documentary actually spanned uh, the UK and South America. Yeah. This was a very far-flung, widespread yeah. Oh, yeah. They were actually recruited in the UK, in uh, Birmingham, and then they, rec- re- uh, they went to Costa Rica, yeah. and that's and where they ended up. And uh, I thought they ended up in Mexico sh- after Costa Rica. Didn't well, they, they, go to Mexico? they ended up in Mexico, Mexico first because she went to Mexico and married her husband. Then they moved oh. back to Birmingham and they got oh, recruited. Okay, okay. Gotcha, and gotcha, so Because gotcha. her husband was Mexican. And so okay. then they moved to Costa Rica because they already knew the language. Gotcha. So, uh, so she had children in this cult who were also sexually abused. But since it was so condoned, they didn't know how to report it. And so they just endured it. But that one thing sense. I will say about the mom in that documentary was that as soon as the kids were like, hey, this is happening, she immediately took their side. Yes. You know, most women... Get in out that, of my house. Because the guy was staying in their house. Yeah. Most, most women in that situation, in this kind of organization, are like, it's, it, they, they don't believe their children. They right. think that, you know... Whatever they is being done, children, they don't they want okay. to exactly. And this lady, she did, and she was like, you know, get out of my house, and so, so. But this church also cost them one of their children. Yes, it did. Um, yeah. They didn't believe in medical care for because seeking medical care, pro- they could get medical care. It wasn't against anything, but it, they said that receiving medical care proved your weakness in the spirit. Uh-huh. So that little girl had it so ingrained in her mind that she wasn't weak spiritually that she'd be healed. So even into the end, she wasn't going to get intensive treatment. And she had lupus. She had lupus. She had lupus. And uh, one of the more heartbreaking things about all that is that she actually did devoutly believe that. And she wrote a letter to uh, Mo- to Papa Moses about you know it was like i i'm sick but i firmly believe why aren't i saved and and but she uh, remarked that she was a reader she read books and yeah. that wasn't condoned no it wasn't it, so so he, mo turned it around and told her that the reason she wasn't getting better was because she was sinning by reading yeah yeah and then he used that and opened it to where the entire church could now sleep with children and that they should sleep yes. with children 
but which is why the entire family left. Yes. The other thing well, that I mean, this that wasn't causality, causally related. It was pretty much they left pretty quickly yeah. after that. Oh yeah. yeah. But well, I, she I th- died quickly after. She yes. did. Well, she she they, she wrote the letter and she died very quickly yeah. after. So, but. <laughs> okay, where where are we going next with this? Um, okay, so we're gonna we're just talking about the open marriage and the children first, then we're gonna move on to some of their tactics for evangelism. Okay, so the one thing about the children that that completely it shocked me in a way was they they all had to do like these striptease from little girls up to grown women. And they had to strip tease on video and send it to so him. Yep. The what well, and this this is relating this is relating specifically to the documentary, and it's a very it's very haphazardly reported because the thing is, like Katie said, there's not a whole lot known as far as the religious leader. It's not that he had a mandate out for any of this type of stuff. It's that right. these were supposed to be unsolicited videotapes being sent by the organizers of these sites. But, yeah, well, and most most of those videotapes have been destroyed. Like there yeah. are very few that still but, exist. But what gets me is I, I I mean I get it if you're a grown woman and you want to do that and do it because you believe that you're doing it for a profit. I mean mm-hmm. that's one thing. But when you have telling your children that it's okay and they need to do this and no. Mm-hmm. no. No. There's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of footage that's blurred out on faces and portions of the body that's cut right at the very last possible second yeah. of that documentary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, honestly, almost as jarring is uh the 18 or 19 year old who uh was talking to her father Moses. Oh and yes, I, I'm about oh. to do this for you. And then she started pleasuring herself and screaming, "Father!" Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a really disturbing stuff. It um, is. It really is. It, it, and to mess with somebody on a sexual level is a new level of messed up because sexual isn't just sexual. Like, in a deep way like that. Right. Sexual goes into your deep psyche and yes. messes with you. And it's not even just level. Like, it's it's a level below, deep into you, where you don't even realize it's messing with you. Well, mm-hmm. it, and, that, and that's the thing. It's like, it's a little insidious. I mean, not a little. It's very insidious in the way it was handled because of the era it took place in. It, it claimed sexual liberation, but was all about sexual dominance. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, oh, we're all enlightened and everything like that, but we're demanding it of every of the you know of the women, of the women right, the right, and the children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so that's what we know about the child abuse. Um, yeah, that documentary was really eye opening. Several of that family's children talked about the child abuse, the sexual abuse that happened, not at the hands of their parents. But right. at the hands of other people that were in their home, part of the church, okay. and it was it was intense. And there are other groups that will that say the same thing. Um, and there's a lot there's a lot reported that gives indication that this wasn't just this wasn't just relegated to the Costa Rica side. It was right. This like, is a, it was like yeah. worldwide within the group. Well, there was a 
suit filed in Birmingham in uh, in the UK, and they found that yes, they had been at fault for sexual misconduct with minors, but that they believed the because this was done years after they this it had all gone down and after their mandate for all sexual misconduct with minors to stop because they wrote a mandate in 1985 that went out to everything saying we ban this right so they like mm -hmm. they they mandate it from above that this has to end right right so they believed in birmingham that it had stopped and so they weren't going to uh, assign any damages or any jail time because they they felt like the behavior had stopped and there wasn't any point you know penalizing them because it was a past thing so granted i don't know none of us really know because they they stand to the radar for the most part so so it, it's it's hard to know um but so it was very pervasive and there are there are a lot of books you can read a lot of books that are about children who were in were, were abused in this group and the way this happened to them was horrible yeah um because they were th a lot of them were scared because they they would be told what they thought was okay but it never felt right yeah. right and these kids could, didn't know how to voice it because their leader had told them it was, was right. Right. Yeah. So and we we hadn't really gone into the fact that uh, that David Berg's uh, writings were in the form of comic books. We're not talking about superhero comics or anything. They are basically what basically what some people know as Tijuana Bibles. Right. Sex comics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That oh, just yeah. so happened to have Bible verses used out of context to yep. mm -hmm. reinforce the messages contained oh, yeah. in. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's it. It's just. Uh, it's really. It's complex, and the problem is, is they wouldn't even talk about it afterwards. They sent the mandate, and no one wanted to talk about it except the people that left the church. Right. Those are the only people to talk about it. And actually in that documentary, whenever asked about that particular family who came to talk to these the, producers. The, the uh, representative for the right, children uh, of God. They said they never lived correctly as children of God members. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was their fault. Yeah. Okay. That this happened. If they had lived like they were supposed to, their children wouldn't have been assaulted. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, it was okay. all their fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that that is the attitude of this group. It is their fault that something happened. Oh yeah, we would never condone that. Exactly. No. Hmm. Granted, we know that the mandate went out. Yeah. We know that happened. Yep. So, so we're gonna move past child abuse for a minute. Oh, <laughs> we're yeah. gonna talk about female servitude. Oh so. yeah. Oh, even more pleasant. Yay! Okay, so where is the male servitude in all right? of this? Like, where can when we find that? <laughs> when do the men become slaves to the women? <laughs> right? Not in this. this not, not on Earth. It doesn't yeah. happen in on Earth. Yeah. But <laughs> no. <laughs> some places in Africa, but that's it. So, <laughs> um, so uh, in the in uh, in the Children of God, they had uh, a really big issue with the women. Being that they uh, they treated them like slaves, they were property of men, and the men decided everything for a family. Uh -huh. And 
they uh, also were th they were required to spend extensive hours at their church or their group wherever their meeting place was mm -hmm. and to put in many many hours of of service so like cleaning or whatever had to be done and then they had to go home and their houses had to be spotless and dinner had to be cooked and uh, the children had to be taken care of and yeah. then they also had to take care of 30 other people that were living in their home because it wasn't just their family that lived in the house they were supposed to take on like 30 40 other people to live in their three bedroom houses right and so it was packed all the time yeah. and it was nasty um, uh, it's hard to when you have more people in your house, there's more to clean up. Ask Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I so, can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and when you have them all the time, that's an amazing amount of work. Except you guys are pretty clean. So. Okay. <laughs> Not that um, much. So, and these women really didn't have rights of their own to make decisions. Yeah. So, there, and they did all the shopping, and they were, they, they were, but they had no power to make purchases real purchases of their own right they could purchase groceries but they couldn't purchase clothes for themselves um or for the children without the man going shopping with them to approve what was bought yeah it was it's an oppressive society in an extreme way yeah um and a lot sometimes whenever households didn't make a lot of money women were forced to work too and still required to make all of these things happen mm -hmm. so there, there is no way that I could be a member of this. No, especially what outside of the home they made their ladies do. Right. So here's the next fun part of being a lady. So the main evangelistic part that they use, the evangelizing tool that they use, something called flirty fishing. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, for no. me, for you, maybe. <laughs> for, so for flirty, the, for the men. flirty fishing is whenever ladies go out to hot spots like bars and clubs uh -huh. and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they get very, very flirty and very, very lovely. And they take them back to so-and-so's apartment. And then when they get in the middle of the act, then they start telling them how much God loves them. And that okay. they're going to go to Prostitutes hell. for Jesus. Well, not quite Testify. hell, but like they had to be, <laughs> they needed to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they were going for. They Preach wanted... It, sister. They wanted to bring in as many as possible, and they found that it was easier to, you know, to use sugar than than the Spice. stick, right? Carrot more than stick. Would so, you like to hear about our personal Lord and Savior? <laughs> you should have led with this. Are <laughs> <laughs> you sugar than vinegar? Yeah, so that's what that's how they got a little a lot of people in, um, and they they'd bring them in, and uh, that's that's how they expanded and. Uh, so the flirting fl fishing wasn't just like you should go do this. This was you're mandated to go do this. And that worked. If the clubs are open, you have to go. I mean, yes. that worked. Yeah, but the oh, people yeah. weren't like redistributed in a place. Yeah. They were yeah. you were reassigned somewhere. So you you wouldn't be with the people you knew probably. You would be reassigned. And uh, yeah, it wasn't so bad. You get to go clubbing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not so. get to. Half oh, you two. You better go Half to that bar now. a little different. <laughs> but, right. But the other way that they evangelized was they, I don't want to say prostituted their children, but yeah, that's they what they did. Mm -hmm. um, they would send them out to like tourist areas and make them sing and dance and play music. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, Shirley Temple? Uh, no. No. These are like 
pirated Christian songs. Children. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. came up with they came up with their own things. And oh, yeah, they were all very like generic. Like I don't even know how to describe them. They're all, they're all like they're all like uh, really bad versions of like vacation Bible school songs, but they're oh. all like mm-hmm. very thematically tied to that group okay that was the other fun part fun, fun. part about fun. being a child and in and yeah. uh just sing and dance you're right yeah well, well, like actu- they- actually i mean in the doc as far as anything goes it's like in the documentary it showed that three of the girls they were, enjoyed it yeah, they I mean, liked like, that was, the singing it was something they had at least yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so they had that. They learned. They learned to play guitar. But it, and it is sing. a very and because it's like the seventies, like it feels so like Christian Partridge Family. Yeah, I guess yeah. meets missionary. The way like they were like showing off. You know the way they were performing for tourists. Okay, and, but like, that's hotels. how I grew up, man. Everything was Christian Partridge Family. I know, like, but it <laughs> is because I grew yeah. up in the same yeah, family. Is, so well and. <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 it fe- was different. It felt, it felt, it did not feel like real life. No, like no. nothing about well, it because it wasn't. It's artificial. Like none of these kids ever saw any media because that was something else they weren't allowed to do. Is yeah. they none of them were allowed any contact with media. Right. Uh, even the adults. Oh, yeah. um, the only things we were allowed to read were the Moses, uh, the Moses, the Mo letters, yeah. and the comics. No nope. King James version for you. You get my version. Right. Yeah. One, one of the songs they have is called Children of God. Mm-hmm. It says, Praise to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our God our, and our King. To him we will sing. In his great mercy, he's given us life. Now we call, now we, now we can be called the children of God. Do you remember the ones in the, in the uh, documentary? In, I do. That I one do. was in there, actually. Yeah, yeah. it was. In the documentary, the couple of them they showed us were specifically about the most doing what you're told. The most bizarre. Oh. The most bizarre. I say, that one sounds kind of tame. The yeah. most bizarre one was the one that was in the uh, promotional material because it yes. like because it was like it looked like a third world street, and then all of a sudden these kids came pouring out of the woodwork from all these like windows and stuff. Like it's like we are the soldiers of God, just like marching down the street, and, like in like rows twelve kids deep, like. Okay. That's one of the comics. I'm showing my yeah. a, a kind of a snippet of a comic. Mm. So uh it's not a there's no kids in this one. Good. Okay. Um Yeah, so uh Yeah. The, like there's a one of the the ones that freaked me out in that, that documentary were the ones about the the ones that we were saying uh listen to your parents, um, do what you're told, but it's always they don't say just do what you're told, do it the first time. And that goes in in hand in hand with the fact that we know that they doled out severe corporal punishment right. for not doing what they were told. Um, and when I say severe, I mean like with whips and stuff, like really severe it is bad. Right. And uh, there's even allegations that kids didn't make it. Like yeah, that that's how bad it was. The the so. other the other thing that I've read on several several different places is said that one of the main beliefs of the group was 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 sex. It was sent from God, right? But part of it was practicing with your family members. So it's very incestuous. Yes, and Berg has been quoted as saying 
he he had an incestuous relationship with his daughter but he said has said that one of his biggest regrets in life was not having sex with his own mother oh yeah yeah basic from what i read about his mother his mother would slap crap out of him because <laughs> yeah she was a very loud woman right and oh yeah she wouldn't have tolerated that <laughs> no 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 but i mean but i mean that's that's where you're that's where you're coming from you know that that's mm-hmm. mm. that's a mentality right it is and it, yeah no 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 right so we're going to move on to the ultimate fate of these guys um from 1978 to 1985 sexual and physical abuse ramped up so to an horrendous level and it was enough that the leadership finally had to send an urgent memorandum reminding the entire membership that sexual contact with a minor was strictly forbidden and was ground for immediate excommunication. Well, okay. So we know that had to happen in 1985. So they were made aware, finally, that it had to happen. Um, Probably because there were allegations in the community and there were probably, like, rumors of, of indictments and that kind of thing. So... Yeah, so that's a that's that's bad. Um, just a reminder. Yeah, just, just a, a reminder. Just a reminder, guys. Right. Don't yeah, forget. Just, just a reminder. Got a memo here. Just, 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 a, just a reminder. Uh, pleasant reminder. Right. Don't do illegal shit. D- didn't you right. get the memo? Right. It's just bad. So Berg died in 1994. Between 1993 and 1994, late 93, mid 94. We're not sure. <laughs> so. Someone it won't there. give an Could exact have been decade. late 80s. <laughs> you never know. It's like 82. <laughs> it could have been. We really don't know. Because um, uh, he quit sending Mo leather letters. Um, so that's just after, when they ran out of them? Well, before. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 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 Um, he quit sending them before the memorandum. But I need Mo letters. Right? Well, because he was done. Because he had already passed up... Uh, because everything was supposed to go down in 93. And he didn't know how re- to restructure stuff in 93. Well, so he yeah. just stopped. He just drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he died. And, he uh, just had a New, whole New stack of them pre-made. <laughs> and died like in 82. And yeah. they just kept sending them out. Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, So Berg died in 94. And Karen Zerby, his widow, took over uh, the group. But she was not supposed to. She was not supposed to. It was supposed to be his adopted son, Ricky. Right. And so there was a bit of a, a power struggle within yes. the group. And once he, okay, he married, his name was Ricky Rodriguez, and he married a lady in the cult. Well, then they left the cult. Well, so after they left the cult, they were going through a divorce, but um, they were, uh, oh, yeah, Snordog. Anyways, so he was very distressed and he was going to actually kill his wife. Well, instead, he invited the nanny, his his nanny when he was a child, mm-hmm. and he stabbed her to death. Oh, awesome. Yeah. He that's what? what you wanted at the he head of the church. He stabbed her to death. Oh, stab. I thought you said slapped her to death. I was like, that's a lot of slapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Psh, you so. dead yet? Psh, you dead yet? Psh, you dead yet? <laughs> yeah. Right. So. And then he killed himself, which, oh. you know. According to cult leaders, is a big no-no. With the same knife? I guess. I don't know. They didn't go into that many details. No, oh, they didn't. Okay. 
Was the stabbing to death not a big no-no? I, I apparently I would assume well, not. It wasn't abusing children, so it should have been okay. Right. <laughs> That's the only memo we got. Right. Right. I don't know. I just it's it's way messed up. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um. So here's the so basically she re- reorganized the group and created the love charter, which redefined the rights and responsibilities of the of the members and their homes and summarized which of the old rules were still in effect. Basically, she redefined the religion and took out all the all the stuff that were bad was bad and kept the good stuff. So that or what she thought was good. Yeah. Of course, we don't have access to that literature, so right. we don't know what it is. Right. Um, but we're we haven't had any more allegations of child abuse, so maybe they've cleaned up their act. We would hope so, especially since they still exist in a lot of locations. So. Uh, yeah, they're they're still pr- decently widespread. Like it's 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 Im- it's. I don't want to say impressive because it's not like I I'm impressed by them, but like it's an impressive number of people still yeah, involved in this group to still be a part of something that we that is so horrible. You know, it's well, got, would it still would it be a considered a cult or would it be considered name. a religion though? No, this, this is point. a cult. No, it's a cult. But it's because it, they take Christianity and then they twist it. Away from it. Enough so that Christianity doesn't doesn't act like it is part of Christianity. Okay. So that that's the that's what it's that's what really what you define a cult as. If it's a branch from religion, it's considered a sect until it is so far from what the religion is that the rest of the religion doesn't recognize it. That's when it's a cult. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When it goes above and beyond your your typical Christian religion. To something more twisted, warped. Yes. Then, right. That's like the difference between the Muslims and the extreme terrorist Muslims. Exactly. Right. Well, it's like there's a difference. Those pe- those those particular Muslims can, are Shia, but there's a difference between Shia and extremists because there are Shia that live just how they are and they don't need to go blow things up. But then there are the extremists who are also Shia take things way farther but the Shia don't accept them because they are doing things that they believe are against their faith right so it's yeah it's like we really didn't we really didn't buy the what the people in the Oklahoma City bombing uh, did yeah because they believed that it they were doing right. justice for the branch Davidian like divine justice for the branch yeah. Davidian we didn't buy it nope. but yeah, they they considered it Christian, so. Yeah. Right. But it was just another form of the cult. Yep. Another brick so. on the wall. <laughs> Way to go, Pink Floyd. <laughs> right. All right, so we're going to move on to our next cult, if everyone's okay. Well, we're moving on up. Cool. Okay, so this one is someone maybe everyone may be a little more familiar with, because most of us have come in contact with its main branch or it's where it comes from. And we also may have heard the more recent stories from it. We're going to talk about the FLDS, specifically the Yearning for Zion Ranch, which okay. is located in Texas. Um, not FLDS, far outside of Waco, right? What? It's around Waco, isn't it? I don't remember where El Dorado is. El Dorado is the city. Um, Someone, Fast Fingers, want to find out where El Dorado, Texas is? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, because I was watching Netflix has a show on right now called Inside the Criminal Mind. Mm-hmm. It's only four episodes, and episode three is about cults. They talked about this mm-hmm. one, and they had built a huge like compound kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I want to say they said it's right outside huge. of Waco. It might be. Um, I don't know where it is, Oof. but huh? Woof. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Um. So. San Angelo. San Angelo. So Close enough. Closer to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're going to start out with the origin. Uh, but in order to understand the FLDS, we need to talk a little about the Mormon church, which is where it branches off from. Because FLDS is Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, which is basically like the extreme version. Uh, like, for example, you have Fundamentalist Christians that go from like the mainstream Christianity and decide that they want to go even further back and they make their, you know, their women can't wear makeup or do their hair and they, there's lots of rules that we don't normally accept. Um, Some of them go as far as you can't watch movies. Right. Uh, There's a lot of rules and uh, it's different for everyone, but it's not something that mainstream Christianity would accept. So, but their whole thing is to go back to eliminate what has what has uh, corrupted the main religion. So that's the whole thing about it. No technology, no right. TV. Well, they're they're not they're still that way, not as bad, but not that but they basically the heads of the church can do it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, so. they're they're not like going straight all the way Amish or anything. Right. Right. But they're close. Yeah. They're they all the children are homeschooled, but Amish yeah. except for the people that they don't need to be right. like they, like <laughs> exactly. they still use electric lights that's and stuff. very true yeah yeah they use electric lights yeah, yeah. They, they don't they don't like push electricity out completely like you know the amish are mm-hmm. completely still oil lanterns and yeah and all that yep. right well um some of the scripture and stuff that the the mormons they they do regard the christian bible as the word of god but they do have another holy scripture called the book of mormon and it talks about Jesus appearing to ancient people on the American continent. Right. Um, and they In considered. New York. Yeah. <laughs> they Rochester. Cons- <laughs> <laughs> they consider Jesus to be the Savior and Son of God, but the Mormon chapels don't have crosses because the faith emphasizes the resurrected Christ. Oh, not his death. Right. Right. Interesting. Um. Mormons believe that all people have a pre-earthly existence with God, so um, and that their mortal lives are a test to be able to rejoin Him in the afterlife. So you start in heaven. So then it's it is works heavy then. Right. Yeah. It, right. Okay. They believe that we we start with God and then we jo- we come to Earth to t- as a test. Okay. In order to be able to rejoin Him. Okay. Um, for worship, the Mormons have 139 temples uh, where they have weddings, um, baptisms, and endowment ceremonies, but they have weekly worship in local chapels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, they do baptize, uh, bab- they do baptisms of de- deceased ancestors and other non Mormons. Um, which has provoked some controversy. However, 
The church says that the souls in the afterlife are completely free to accept or reject the baptisms. Interesting. Um, The main thing I think that a lot of people think about when they think about Mormons is the polygamy aspect. Right. And early followers practice the plural marriages, the multiple marriages. And we'll get into that. We're talking about fundamentalists because that's a huge part of theirs. Right. And it it was like modern modern mormonism does con- not accept condemns it. the the act correct the correct yeah. and it was disavowed in ni- in 1890 90. there was an 1890 manifesto given down by the uh, uh the guy who succeeded john taylor um but it was in order uh it was in order for utah to become a u.s state right so i I didn't know that. Yep. But uh, polygamy continues among some fundamentalist splinter groups, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is what we're going to talk about. But um, right now, the Latter-day Saints, they do not support that. Right. That's why they were excommunicated, actually. Correct. Yeah. So I think that's the main um, splinter Mm -hmm. for them. Um, Yeah. So there's the... Just now, a brief rundown. Right. Right. So uh, we all know a little bit about, even if in jokes, if it's just from uh, uh, South Park or whatever, that it, that the Mormons had quite a journey before they finally got to Utah. And it's pretty controversial. And LDS has their own interpretation. And then a lot of other people have their interpretation. We won't get into it. But it really forged a very tight community whenever they finally got to Utah. And and that a lot came from the persecution that they did uh, receive on the way there. So by the time they got to Utah, they were very, they were very close. But there were still issues that were divisive for them. And one of those was becoming a U.S. state. Some people wanted that because it would help with survival because they could help with their businesses and that kind of thing uh it would simulate trade that kind of thing um and and if they didn't become one they would have to pay import taxes and that kind of thing uh and some believed that it was more important to ensure their survival as a community than it was to adhere to particular doctrines that weren't like inherent in scriptures you know what i mean Right. Uh, so, so wasn't some of it also the fact that if they had too many problems with the natives, that uh, the m- U.S. military would come out and help? Right. And right. If they were was, a state. Yeah, that was really an yeah. issue, too, because uh, there really was a major problem with the Native Americans, because right. uh, those are. Um, it's important. Important for us to say for our listeners at this point that we are talking specifically about the entire entirety of Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints. We're just talking about their base. Not to say that everyone is lumped into yearning for Zion Ranch. Right. But that they are a fundamentalist offshoot that is actually not condoned by the National Church. Right. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, they just are, they essentially just stay like, uh, or. So that is where they started to to come apart, especially in the late 1880s. Um, 1886, uh, really, they started to kind of pull apart. They're like there was like themes starting to be seen in the late 1880s, but it really didn't like come to like 
a point where they were really pulling apart until the 189 the, the 1910s and in 1912 uh lauren c woolley who when he was ready to pull apart from the church uh wrote a basically like a i don't know it's an epitaph oh, that's not the right word uh, not epitaph no what no no it's not right um Manifesto. memorandum there memorandum. we go okay because it was short, wasn't long, but uh, claiming that there was a spirit, uh, claiming that there was a reported divine revelation by ch- the church president from 1886, and that was John Taylor, that claimed the um, sanctity of plural marriage, and that that precluded the 1890 manifesto, which disavowed plural marriage. So basically he said, this guy had the divine revelation first, which means that we get to have uh, plural mar- marriage. It doesn't, mind mean, it doesn't matter what your manifesto says. You're wrong because ours happened first. And so that's, so that's what happened. And they ended up, um, and most of the people that, because um, this originally started in Colorado. This is where this group was from, from right. Short Creek, Colorado. And they moved south of Short Creek, and they were excommunicated and so since they didn't have the protection of the group they started having issues with indian raids so then they moved to uh, a little area on the border between utah and arizona and that's where they stayed uh they were led by uh john barlow in 1935 there and after they moved there they created this thing called the council of friends which is basically their high priests that governed the entire area. Sounds like a fun group. Oh, right. A bunch of But they men. were all petty and gross and awful. So, uh, of course. That's they not had, too friendly. Right. So there were a lot of schisms. Aren't most Even within the schisms. Oh, oh friendly yeah. schisms? <laughs> yeah. Oh, friendly schisms. Friendly schisms. No. The only kind of schisms. <laughs> so the, the one that, we, that we're going to talk about, actually called the uh, Distinguished from the rest of them, they call themselves the FLDS. But they're distinguished from the others as the Centennial Park Group. Um, they were known. They were south of the main encampment, and they were still protected by everybody else. But they were the South Group. They are the ones who um, formed a new group, and they started to break away. Um, but they really decided it was time to break away. Um, just before the death of Leroy S. Johnson, who was their head in 1984. And in 1984, they formed a group called the Work of Jesus Christ. And they established a new, uh, a new way to govern themselves, which basically the rest of the group pushed them out because of it. Um, it's called the One Man Rule, which is basically a dictatorship. So one man ruling the whole thing. No more council, no more friends, one man. So, Johnson took over in 1984. Um, so, that's where we get this church. Right. It is a highly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're contentious, all of them. They're very, they're, and a lot of it is, is due to the fact that they are in, in high competition for wives. All of the men, who are the only people who are allowed to have power in this group, um, are in high competition for as many wives as they can get to procreate as much as they can. And uh, they just, 
keep going. And so they're, they're constantly fighting each other. It's, it's horrible. Like, they just don't get along. And so it's, they're car- constantly trying to take people down, and it's just not good. So that, that is the climate you're looking at here. It's, it's not good. And it gets worse when Warren Jeffs come along, comes along. Okay, so unlike other cult leaders like Jim Jones and um, David Koresh, uh, Warren Jeffs was actually born into his religion. So it wasn't something that he just up and decided he wanted to be a part of. He was, he was in it. He was born and raised. He was in born and state. raised in it. And his father, Rulon Jeffs, was the president of this group in in um, uh, I've lost my place. <laughs> um, in 1986, he became the president and prophet. Um, and so. Uh, Warren was kind of an oddity because usually in this group it was the firstborn son would take over for the president and prophet. Well, Ru- what Je- Warren Jeffs was not the firstborn nor from his first wife, but he was like the golden child. And so Rulon would just rush to him. Um, he, the thing is, is that the men in this group are not involved in child rearing. No. That is nothing to do with what they're about. Well, the difference was Rulon, when Warren was born, 10 weeks premature, he rushed to his side. And that kind of made him his golden child. And that was an oddity in this group. Well, so when growing up, he just took this opportunity and he decided, you know, he... Uh, He, the the one thing that we that they've written about and said is that as he grew from a shy kid, he became like a a cocky teenager, because he was the chosen one. Right. And members of their group actually referred to him as peeping Tom, so he would peep into windows. And it wasn't just because he wanted to see things; it was because he wanted to tell on them. Yeah. Okay. So. When Warren was 21, he became the principal of the FLDS private school. Um, and just as a side note there, they don't, they don't let their kids go to public school. They no. are homeschooled yes, and within yes. their, ho- their own school. Yes, so. they have their own private school for right. the FLDS. It's called um, the Alta Academy. Okay, yeah. is anyone else getting a Harry Potter theme vibe off of this? Just like, a little, yeah, little kind bit, of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit. Okay, okay. so um, he... Because he was principal, he started teaching the and indoctrinating the the next generation. So the children would be quizzed on his morning speeches, and he did emphasize science and current events. So, um, and he rewrote all the coursework for the um, interpretation to. represent or reflect his views of the um the fld flds theology okay so in 97 when his father rulon got sick um he replaced him and he told the church member shortly after he had a major stroke my father has the mental capacity of a child i am now my father's mouthpiece so that in return just he just decided, you know what, my he 
he can't do it my anymore. My dad can't do this anymore. Guess it's my what? Turn. My turn. Yep. And um, so okay, PB then, Tom. Let's see what you got. <laughs> yeah. So, and no one, no one challenged this. Voldemort. They all just right on in there. Um, and so he, when he assumed power, um, and he started arranging marriages between his uh, silver pompadoured Rulon. And if you, anybody doesn't know what that means, it means very coiffed hair where it's very fluffy in the front Mm -hmm. and lots of older men have it and it's kind of a new style coming back chill some teenagers are having it Mm -hmm. and my son has one you know it's just part of it um it's weird it it is a little weird um but uh (laughs) but it wasn't just arranged marriages they were disturbingly young um and so whenever like 12 or 13. Well, they think well, they said that because Adam and Eve were born and they were young that what did how did they put it that God made Eve give Eve the ability to procreate and have children. The word slipped to my mind what I was going to say. Um and at the age of 12. Yeah. Basically right. the whole thing is like she's She's usable user. Like that yeah. that's it. When it when right. she's she's when machinery. Yes. Like that's oh, it. Oh no. Oh yeah. Yes. Um whenever um there was a Canadian bishop that came and visited and he was he questioned Rulon about why why are you, you know why, why are, are you married to all these way? young right. ch- children? Right, these young and kids. his response was, I don't know. Ask Warren. Why am I being married to all these young girls? He had no idea what his no son clue. was doing. None. Like, I, I don't understand how you not know that. I mean, yeah. So he. Uh, these are all my wives. Why are there so many chil- child brides in your house? <laughs> well, and and the other part was is that I don't know. Have you ever tried to keep up with one wife? I've got thirty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. That, um, that's Mar- we'll try sixteen. That's more like what they had. Yeah. So right. Um. Anyways, so anyone in this flock who hadn't taken him seriously would soon fear his wrath, um, because in two thousand and three, um, the first time in de- decades, the Utah authorities began persecuting prosecuting the FLDS members for bigamy and unlawful sex with underage wives. Yep. So that's when Jeffs decided. You know what? We're gonna move to El Dorado. We're far actually gonna talk away to, from the talk Utah. about that in the downfall. So we'll get yes. to there in a minute. But before we get there, I actually want to talk about um, what they believed, yes. like specifically what makes them different from Latter Day Saints. Yes. So we talked about what Latter Day Saints are, and we hit a little bit about like like individual things that make them different. Um, but one of the very the biggest things are. Plural marriage is what makes them different. That was the schism point. They also have placement marriage, which is essentially as as soon as a, a young girl becomes a woman, they are assigned to a man and married. And there's no question. That is just how it is. They have no choice in the matter. No choice. That's just... And they're married immediately. Um, but they're not the first to have arranged marriages like that. No, but this is a little different because arranged marriages. Well, okay, first of all, royal arranged marriages whenever with young children 
where they marry have pre-ceremonies where they marry at like, they have understandings at like two and three, right? And then they have pre-ceremonies whenever they hit adulthood, adulthood. And then whenever it's finally acceptable for, to marry, when they're like 50 and 16, that's when they get married. But it wasn't as early as a lot of people think. Um, it was later. But then earlier marriage was normal because... Because people only lived to be like 30. Right. Like when, when you only live to be like 40, like 16's normal. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's where they were, they were at. Um, so, the, it, yeah. But in a modern society where people live to be 80 and... The, the other thing about this is that these young women are being placed with people who are three and four times their age. and to be their grandparents. Yeah. Um, three and four times their age. And young men are being kicked out of the group because they don't want the competition. Yeah. Uh, but the older men. So they really would just excommunicate them and kick them out with no means to support themselves. Yeah. So. And no education. And no education. And... It was just horrible. Like, they were successfully prosecuted because of that. Like, or not prosecuted, but sued from that mm -hmm. uh, on several on several different occasions. So that's interesting. But uh, eventually, but yeah. So that that is one of the big ones. Um, so another one of the things we talked about them being kind of in the past as far as like what they do and how they dress. So they require a very very, uh, what's a conservative form of dress, and women are not allowed to cut their hair. Very Amish. Clothing. Very Amish. Yes. Not allowed to cut their hair. Cut their hair. They normally wear it uh, coiffed, like you said, with a pompadour up in the front, mm -hmm. and you know, in a tight bun at the base of their head. That's how they all wear their hair. It's basically a uniform. Um, they're only allowed to wear pastel colors and wear prairie dresses, which basically come between your knee and your ankle, and they wear pants under that trousers that come to their ankle and it's all the same color so you can't really see it so they can go do stuff and like work but they are covered so they're still pleasing to a man's eye but they uh you know they can't be immodest which is the dumbest thing i've ever heard but um yeah so uh, um men wear plain clothing but they're not they're they're not excluded from modern clothing right uh uh they're but they are forbidden from having any tattoos or piercings um i'm out <laughs> that was your breaking point that was your breaking point no. <laughs> <laughs> right uh women are also required to wear long sleeves all year it doesn't matter how hot it is outside this is texas by the way it gets and hot here yeah very and they hot. have to wear long hot. sleeves and long pants no and tan boots. Lines. They can't show their toes. Long sleeves, long pants, boots, and a skirt on top of that. No, Can you imagine you. how miserable that would be? No, thank you. Modest. No. no. <laughs> Awful. No. Sweaty. Um, yeah. And normally there's stockings under the trousers. Oh, my. So yeah, baby. I'm sure they smell <laughs> no, <baby>. wonderful. <laughs> what? I said, I'm sure they smell wonderful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, they also Ooh. believe in... Send uh, them to the bar. <laughs> hey, flirty, flirty. Hey, baby. 
Um, hey, rotten cabbage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. oh, oh, oh. There was the comment that went over the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. But, but there was one thing I forgot to mention. Whenever they decided to move to Texas, it was because Texas had a law on the books that said, with a parent's consent, that a girl could be married at the age of 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Once they moved here, they actually yeah. raised the age to 16. Right. So, you know, kind of threw them under the bus. Yeah. Sorry. They weren't happy about that. No. They petitioned hard to have it tr- re- fixed. But yeah, that no. didn't happen. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the only other thing I'm going to mention is they, they really believe in centralized, centralized property ownership. Um, basically, Warren Jeffs owns everything. They have a, Girls they a subsidiary company in their in their organization that owns every piece of property, and they and none of the families themselves own anything. So if they kick a family out, they lose everything. So it, it's a win-win for the organization essentially. Right. Um, and it also prevents people from ever trying to leave. So, um, but yeah. So that's that's the other thing about them. Um, which is very different. Um, if you've ever been, t- if you've ever known many LDS people, they're probably some of the most capitalistic people you'll ever meet. Yep. So, yeah, that, that is the strangest dichotomy I've ever seen <laughs> between a fundamentalist and a mo- a modern group. It's it's strange. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to move on to their downfall. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, which really kind of isn't a downfall because they do still exist. They do still exist. But not in Texas. Are um, they out of Texas? Yeah. Their their property was officially seized in 2014. We kicked them yep. out. Yep. You we know we reported welcome. on it in our newspaper. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. People uh, need to read the newspaper. Heard. God. Yeah. So starting in 2003... A member of the organization was officially charged with unlawful... This is specifically talking about Texas, though. Uh, we're talking about Texas crimes. Uh, one member was officially charged with unlawful sexual content conduct with a 16- to 17-year-old girl and one count of bigamy, which ignited interest in the church. Oh, wait, this, this one starts in Colorado. Uh, sorry, my bad. Um, bigamy, uh, which ignited interest in the church on... Specifically about sex crimes against women and polygamy. So uh, that's when Colorado started looking at them. And Arizona really started looking at them. So in 2003, they realized they didn't like that very much and they moved to Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's when the whole changing the, the, ba- the, ba- the base age for marriage yes. changed. And uh, yeah, really ticked them off. Texas. <laughs> Raising the marriage age, or age from 14 to 16 in 2003. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're ahead of our time, aren't we? Yeah. Telling you. Um, so, concerned locals in the area contacted law. And first they contacted, they thought it was FLDS, but they weren't sure. So, they contacted a lady who is an expert on uh, FLDS. I can't remember her name. But uh, she uh, came in and did some snooping on where, what the contracts, 
contracts names what the contracting was like whose names they were under where the permits were made to that kind of thing she found out very quickly she knew these names because she's a former flds member so she knows these people and she found out yes it was she told them yes this is an flds group and so she the concerned locals went to law enforcement and uh really quickly after the group got there um because they were they didn't want them there right so uh so flds sounds like small town texas right <laughs> that sounds you're about new right in, yep. you're new in town oh we don't want you here right <laughs> we don't know you we don't know you well, welcome Was your grandma welcome. from here you're an outsider right? yeah <laughs> um you're different get out of here right <laughs> so the anti the anti-flds activist uh actually like after that she helped two two young women escape the ranch um who claimed that they had been under severe physical abuse by their parents and uh their accusations were actually proved false though and but instead of letting the law enforcement return them to the ranch the activists helped them escape state custody and get away right so get away away <laughs> yeah so that's so that happened um so two years later in 2005 uh eight members were formally indicted for sexual misconduct with minors uh, at the original settlement in arizona but they immediately turned themselves in so there wasn't like a long man time in 2005 brent jeffs warren jeffs uh, nephew. nephew nephew thank mm -hmm. you filed suit accusing three of his uncles including warren of sexually assaulting him as a child right after that happened and because they always say it's the first one that takes the plunge that everybody else starts to join in because they were just too scared to make the first accusation hashtag me too right um because oh that's what God. happened is a lot of people came out and said this happened to me too so it became a huge lawsuit after that yep. um uh, against the Warrens um, in 2006. Now, because of that, the FBI and the rest of Texas got real curious about Warren Jeffs and what they were doing on their ranch, on the Yearning for Zion ranch. So uh, he, whenever he refused questioning uh, and started, went on the run, uh, he was formally put on the uh, FBI's Ten, ten, most wanted. ten most wanted list. Yeah. He was captured in August of the same year during a routine traffic stop in Utah. Just Las north Vegas. of Las Vegas. Yeah, just north of Las Vegas. And brought back to Texas. Yeah, he uh, had uh, several cell phones, more than $50,000 in cash, and a stash of wigs and sunglasses in his car. Yep. Not just any car. A flashy red Cadillac Escalade. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> that's <idiot. laughs> unobvious. Giant I mean, red yeah, Escalade. I know. I'm like, right. okay. A brand new one at right. that. Jeez. So not, not just a few cell phones. 16 yeah. cell phones. Several, yeah. And this was in what year? That was 2007. 2007. Or 2006. 2006. Yeah. 2006. Yeah, a lot of cell phones were back then. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. officer. That's my personal. That's my business. And what's that? That's my other business. That's my other personal. That's my other business. <laughs> <laughs> that one's my wife's. That one's my other wife's. That one's... Wait, no, I didn't say that. That's that my girl. That's my <laughs> wife, and these are all my mistresses. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. 
So uh, after he was caught, he officially resigned as the president of the FLDS church. Uh, but no one actually can agree on who the who still runs the church. Um, there was eventually a rumor that was circulated that he still ran the church from within prison, um, but no one can confirm that. It was in a CNN article. Mm-hmm. But, of course they're not going to confirm Right. That. No, it's just this branch of the FLDS. Right, it's just, right. yeah, because okay. it's, it's there's the, the main thing. Arizona one, and then there's this one. Okay. Warren controls both the Arizona and the Texas branch. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, according but, to this article on biography.com, he does still run it. Okay, well, uh, it, we'll see, like. They did this documentary February of this year. Okay, so, uh, um, so that, yeah, so, uh. Then that's recent because uh, um, because the other thing because they're just as as early as like January or at least at the end of last year, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Jessops, the the other two people they thought might be running it, mm-hmm. um, were saying they were in charge and they were like both saying they were in charge. So and it, it was weird because the women aren't allowed to speak, so they they didn't. No, none of them could tell them who they belong, who, what was happening. So, but the other, the other thing that we didn't mention was after he was caught, he tried to martyr himself, oh. and hang himself, yeah, and it didn't work. And then later, he was convicted in Utah of um, yeah, I knew it was two convicted. first degree felony counts of rape mm-hmm. as an accomplice. And uh, he tried to martyr himself again, this time with a hunger strike. Yeah. Um, so you can't hang yourself, so I'm, so I'm just going to stop eating. Right. You can't end yourself and call it a martyr. But well, I know, I know, but you know, that's what that's he's that's thinking. That's you like hire somebody in prison to shank you or something. <laughs> right? Well, but for some reason. Taylor Swift, look what you made me do. Right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but for some reason. Wow. His conviction in Utah was uh, later overturned. Oh, okay. Uh, which led them to look into the Texas stuff, right. um, which then happened in a raid in 07. Uh, 08 is 08. the official one. Uh, so the 08 raid, there was an accusi- several accusations of, chi- phys- of child abuse, both physical and sexual, which prompted a massive raid at yep. the YFC, which is the Yearning for Zion Ranch mm-hmm. near, in, near Al- El Dorado, Texas. 439 children were removed, under 18, were removed from the, by Texas CPS in that raid. It was over a span of three or four days that yeah. they pulled these kids out because they did have to search for them. They were being hidden by, pa- oh, yeah. by family. So wow. there was a lot of, like, searching for way, where these children were being holed up at. And it was, yeah, and, like, fighting with mothers who were trying to keep them from their children and... It was pretty awful. Um, So the court battle, uh, there was a court battle between them because initially they were given total, uh, they were given permanent custody of the kids. And then they went to an appeals court and the appeals appeals court said they had no grounds because there was no physical evidence. Well, Mm -hmm. and and the, the reason that the raid happened was because a lady saying that she was a Jessup. Yeah, called into this domestic abuse hotline and told them what was going on. Well, it turned out to not be a 16-year-old Jessup family mm-hmm. member, but it turned out to be a 33-year-old Colorado woman, right? Who 
apparently just like to call in false reports. Yep, that was the that was the next thing. Like, uh, they're now believed to be a hoax. Um, yeah. Um, but that's what prompted Texas to raid them and take their children. Right. Because so. they, they they believed they had a credible source from the inside. Yes. To who said that this was happening. Um. So the the court battle it was like so they initially got the full custody or the permanent custody and then they went to the the appeals and then they went to Texas Supreme Court the last two rounds they got they only got temporary custody custody and all of the children were allowed to be returned to their parents hmm. so all of the kids went back yeah um but during the criminal process and all the investigations and all that, they found some pretty, uh, apparently some pretty incriminating evidence against yes, the against group. Them. Yeah, according to this, it was a treasure trove of evidence. Yep. Against him and several members. Yep. Twelve Which, men, 13 total. Mm-hmm. Yep. But only six have officially been convicted. Yeah. So. So. Um, now, 2014... Texas actually took, like we talked about a minute ago, they actually took physical possession of the YFC ranch, yep. uh, citing basis for the, for the seizure on the use of the property being a rural location where the systemic sexual assault of children would be tolerated without interference from law enforcement. Yeah, but before that, uh, Jeff's went on trial in 2011 for two of his celestial marriages. Mm-hmm. Uh, one with a 12-year-old girl and another with a 15-year-old girl who later had his child. Oh, fun. Uh, they can't say no to that. both of these so-called unions violated Texas law, of course. Yeah. Did, so he was convicted? Mm-hmm. Cool. Said that uh, most of his damning evidence came from his own records. Awesome. Evidently, he had a habit of having all of his wives write down all of his activities. Wow. Uh, he kept journals, made audio tapes. A tape of the assault of a 12-year-old girl was played during the trial. Oh, my God. And excerpts from his records were read aloud. Um, They said, if the world knew what I was doing, they would hang me from the highest tree. So, yeah. They knew Mm -hmm. what he was doing. Oh, yeah. He didn't really believe what he was saying. Yeah. But it was all right. Said he rambled in court, reading at length from the Book of Mormon. Uh, or he would use most of the half hour allotted time for his closing argument to just stand there in silence. Right. So. So, yeah. Um, it was revealed during the proceedings that he had more than 70 illegal marriages. As many as a third of those were underage girls. Of course, yeah. Wow, 70 marriages. Yeah. So. Uh, One has to wonder... How many of those are, were still alive at that point? Yeah. Um, right. Because they didn't seek medical attention, generally speaking. So dying in childbirth happened. A um, lot. A lot. So yeah. So just to finish him off, uh, he's currently serving his sentence of a life in prison uh, at the Powledge Prison near Palestine. Uh, far from the model prisoner, he has gone... On hunger strikes and attempted suicide, uh, despite all these self-destructive activities, he still controls the FLDS and its members from behind bars. The documentary I was talking about on mm-hmm. Netflix actually said that he's been placed in a medically induced coma yeah. because of all this uh, self 
defiling kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <sighs> there you go. We actually got through two this time. We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, it only so took yeah. three hours. <laughs> okay, well, I'm officially depressed. I'm going <laughs> to Are you? go home well, I mean, take a Prozac, I guess. It's good to know. know that our Justice Department did, you know, knock both of these down a peg. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> That's our four-part miniseries on cults. <laughs> Stay tuned. We have some exciting stuff coming. Oh yeah, in the we next got some new stuff weeks. coming up. Yeah. Uh, also, keep prepared for our season finale, which will always end up as a live show from our Halloween party. Yes, it Yay. is. So that will be coming up at the end of October. Um, lots of other stuff coming up. Yeah. Too, so yeah. Stay tuned for all that. If you're looking for ways to uh get a hold of us or communicate with us or subscribe to us you can do that easily by going over to fearcentral.net and uh right there we've got all the links to all of our social media and also to all of the places that you can subscribe to us uh i'm missing something what am i missing if you would like to keep our show going and yeah uh i'm still working on that yeah okay but we do have a Patreon account, but uh, it's it's still growing and in progress, so keep track of that. And uh, then you can also help us move forward and grow and build and become bigger and better. Uh, don't forget to leave us a rating and a review, uh, especially on iTunes. That helps us move up in the ranks, and then we can uh, be spread around to more great people. Yes. Um, I believe... We may have some extra stuff coming up on our Facebook and stuff this next weekend as we're looking at going to the uh, Granberry Paranormal Expo. Yes. So that'll be fun. We may have some extra stuff on our Facebook page and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we will see you all again next week. And as always, stay scared. Fear Central is a product of Thoughtbox Studios. For more information, visit ThoughtBoxStudios.com.